listening to the Casting for Fun podcast, the show that talks about entertainment, sports, music, and inspirational stories for all to enjoy. We're glad you could join us today. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, here is your host, Albert Pineda. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Casting for Fun podcast. I am your host, Albert Pineda, and this is for uh, Tuesday, February 28th, uh, 2023. For this week's episode, I'm uh, joined again by my very good friend, Sean Lovano, a frequent collaborator to the show, been on many times. We're going to be discussing a lot of random topics that that we enjoy uh, talking about. As you probably know, if you've listened to the podcast before and have listened to episodes that Sean has appeared on, uh, we have a lot of similar interests, uh, shared common interests that we have. And so for this particular episode, instead of focusing on maybe just like two or three topics we touch on several topics which i think is actually kind of fun i've done an episode like this before with uh, my other frequent collaborator and good friend nick turner and then of course if you remember my anniversary episode with allison last year where we celebrated our eighth anniversary together we did a similar uh theme for for that particular episode as well so sean and i touch on several things Uh, sean preparing and, and participating in a 5k race through chinatown uh our mutual love of the dodgers talking about spring training uh, talking about favorite uh, shows that we're enjoying right now. Uh, we talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp and Quantumania. We talk about The Mandalorian Season 3, which is going to start uh, tomorrow. Or if you're a night owl tonight at midnight, you can actually start watching Mandalorian Season 3. So, yeah, lots of cool topics that Sean and I touch on, and it's always a pleasure to have him on the show. Uh, I do want to just give a quick update for the Dodgers. So Sean and I actually sat down and recorded on Sunday night, February 26th. But it appears that, yes, on February 27th, Monday, yesterday, uh, uh, Dodgers uh, shortstop Gavin Lux uh, sustained a really bad knee injury. And it's just been announced this morning on February 28th, Tuesday, that he has unfortunately torn his right ACL which has got to be devastating and heartbreaking for him. So he was it was anticipated he was going to be the starting shortstop for the Dodgers this season, but now he's done for the whole year. So my my thoughts and well wishes go out to him and his, uh, his family, wishing Gavin Lux a speedy recovery, that he can be back on the field as soon as possible. But again, we probably won't see him at the earliest until 2024. So it, it appears, according to an article I read on ESPN, that uh, Miguel Rojas is most likely going to be taking over shortstop responsibilities. It also mentions in this article that uh, Chris Taylor might uh, step in as well. So we'll see what uh, manager Dave Roberts does. I mean, he's got some uh, questions to answer now for for what's going to happen with uh, missing Gavin Lux for the entire season. Uh, but yeah, so Don, Sean and I touch on the Dodgers and we touch on so, so many other great topics as well. So please enjoy my conversation with Sean Lovano talking about random topics that we enjoy. Returning to the Casting for Fun podcast is my very good friend, Sean Lovano. Sean, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, man. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm doing well, too. It's it's, it's good to see you and uh, family's doing good. Everyone's uh, doing healthy and well. So I hope you are, too. Yeah, man. Just trying to stay dry over here. Oh, I know. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy. Like, uh, I, I mean, I was at work all day yesterday, so it got the heavy rain, but my wife was driving uh, out for further east and, and she got hit by the snow. So it's kind of crazy to think that way. Like, people are like, it's snowing in Southern California, not oh, just in the yeah, mountains. Man. It's gnarly, man. End of times, man. It's all good. Though. <laughs> yeah, something like that. 
but uh yeah so let's just take advantage of the time we have and, and talk about cool and entertaining stuff man all right sounds good very cool man so so i saw i mean th- today's gonna be kind of a interesting scenario because usually for podcasts i choose maybe like one or two specific maybe three specific topics but because we have so much in common there's like tons of stuff i wanted to cover with you over the course of an hour or however long we go so right. yeah yeah so I, I i'm curious about hearing about your experience training and running the the 5k that actually sounded really really cool so if you can share with the listeners like why did you decide to take on such a, a daunting race like that um well i didn't run i didn't do the running one i did the walking one the, the walking 5k oh, okay. um i just i just um i've always have had gone to the gym but i just hate doing like the cardio workouts there mm-hmm. and i like just being out and about and so i um just decided to put some 5ks on the calendar mm-hmm. and just kind of um just do them and just build up and uh, um this is my first one and I did it. It's the Firecracker 5K in Chinatown, which was cool because we started in Chinatown and we went up the hills to the entrance of Dodger Stadium and then we came back down, which was cool. I'm doing another one in May, but that that's the one where I'm going to keep track of my time. I'm going to um, hopefully have some more endurance when it comes to running. And I just, you know, just want to be out, um, you know, try to be fit. And have a good time I'm doing it, man. Oh, that sounds awesome, dude. Uh, uh, you know, what's actually uh, pretty cool is like you described, it's Chinatown. So, I mean, right by Dodger Stadium. So, it's an area, neighborhood that I'm sure you know very well. So, it's kind of nice, I guess, maybe uh, to get to see more of it. Because sometimes when we're going to games, we're going straight to the stadium and maybe not always looking at our surroundings. But I guess the the general area is pretty cool, right? Yeah, no, yeah, it's really cool. Because you start in, in Chinatown and they had the Dragon Dancers and you had uh drummers and and they had some other drummers like along the way um but yeah it was kind of cool just like you know walking by or like just running or walking through places where um I just kind of grew up going like Phoenix Bakery I mean my family's been going there since like the 60s and we still go there today for their cakes and um so just a little nostalgia you know because my family's from that area Mm -hmm. Uh, for like three generations my family were born in, in uh uh just in Elysian in Elysian Park and um yeah there's a street that I like to go to I've I like to go to called Lookout Drive and it's um it's uh it takes you up halfway like Elysian the uh halfway up the hill and um just has beautiful view of all of like LA and East LA it's a pretty cool place to like um see the sunset so it was cool because we got to walk up there. And then the surprise, what I did, I didn't know was that we were gonna go to Dodger Stadium or at least the sign on Binscoli Avenue. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, because we everybody stopped to take pictures and I was taking pictures for people, people took pictures for me. So it was fun. And then to come back down, um, it was nice. It was a year of the rabbit, so I got a medal, you know, with the rabbit and everything. And yeah, it was it was a fun experience. Um, I think having um just having different things to look at and see especially if you haven't someone hasn't gone to Chinatown there's a familiar every a lot of things are new you know signs are in Chinese and uh, stuff like that so just really take your mind off of like you're exercising and like sweating and going up a hill you know so it's cool oh yeah yeah, it sounds good, man. Perfect, dude. That's that's really, really cool. And then good for you for uh, taking on something like that. So, but again, I'm sure for for the physical reasons, you know, 
for health reasons as well. But at oh. the same time, I mean, just something for fun and enjoyment. So uh, that's really cool, Sean. I, I grateful I got to hear that experience of yours, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, I um, you know, one thing that I was reminded of is uh, whenever we'd go see Three Eleven and like Santa Barbara or like Irvine Meadows, and we had yeah. to go up those stupid hills. Oh yeah, hills, you know, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, man. Um, now it's just like, oh, I could let's go see them. I'm down. Like those hills don't uh, intimidate me anymore because it's just like you want to have a good time. But the last thing you want to do is like sweat and like huff and puff when it's hot, you know. Oh, yeah. And then also it's kind of funny with the Irvine Meadows. First, you got to do all those hills anyways. And then once you get in the venue, if you're like on the, the grass, or the lawn, you have to go even further up the hill. <laughs> yeah. So, so yes. Yeah, so, yeah. man. so that's why, like, I did the 5K. I'm not I'm not too worried about like my times or how how fast I could do a minute. I just want to be healthy and just, you know, do those things and um, yeah, and just have a good time. When I'm at it. Oh, awesome, man. Good for you, dude. And uh, with the Irvine Medals, you know, it's, I'm kind of happy that it, it doesn't exist anymore, even though I love the venue. So many wonderful memories going there. Uh, maybe the the design needed a whole overhaul. So, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, so just sticking with uh, the Dodgers, uh, so, uh, because we just mentioned the stadium, uh, I want to do a little bit of Dodger talk with you because uh, spring training just started. They had their first game yesterday, which was pretty cool to see. Uh, uh, Freddie Freeman's already looking good so far, which is cool. Uh, and a couple of uh, new players on the team. So uh, David Peralta, uh, J.D. Martinez, Alex Ra- Alex Reyes. So a lot of these guys are just signed to one-year deals, which I think is really good, really smart to do it that way. Uh, what did you think of maybe some of the new acquisitions the Dodgers have gotten and then maybe some of the key guys who have left this offseason, like uh, uh, Justin Turner and uh, Trey Turner? Well, Trey Turner, I mean, the rumor, I mean, I wanted Trey Turner, and I think the organization really wanted Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. But he he's an East Coast guy, and um, the rumor is his family wants to be on the, he wants to be close to his family on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is what it is there, but uh, he really gave it his all and gave us some wonderful memories, and I'm grateful for that. But yeah. Justin Turner, that one, that one stung a little bit, but, you know, at some point, you got to start making room for these guys that are coming up. I mean, we have top prospects and they're not, and they need to get that playing time. Mm-hmm. You know, I know Justin Turner's, he's a, he's a good player, but we need to give um, uh, these guys a chance to be, to be great, to live up to the potential. It just reminds me of when Adrian Gonzalez, I've got the year when he got injured and they brought up Cody Ballinger. Mm-hmm. Well, that was it. Once Cody Benger showed, you know, lived up his potential, Andrew Gonzalez, d- d- you know, was done with Dodgers. Mm-hmm. You know, but that wouldn't have happened if you know Adrian Gonzalez didn't get hurt. So by Justin Turner moving, I think it's going to give a lot of opportunities for guys like Vargas to you know to come up and play. It's going to give uh, you know Trey not coming back, so Lux is going to be able to have hopefully everyday starts at shortstop which is an natural position, which would be great. But J.D. Martinez, that was a rumor I heard uh, last year that he was, uh, you know, that I guess they're talking to J.D. Martinez. And I like it. I love it. He's He has one job, and his job is just to hit the ball. Now that we have the designated hitter, I think he will excel. I mean, he's won one or two World Series. You know, he has experience. He has uh, – he seems like he'd be a good leader um so i'm excited for that i'm really interested in seeing how jason hayward pans out they're saying that um 
his batting stance is different and he's looking great, you know? And so I'm excited. That's good. And they say Noah Syndergaard is, um, he's not like the old Syndergaard from the Yankees, but definitely is looking at throwing better and his velocity is up, you know, from like the last two years. So, uh, you know, with the Dodgers, you're always going to contend for the playoffs you know, the last few years, they're guaranteed, you know, almost guaranteed contending for World Series. So we'll see what happens uh, this year. But uh, the future is bright for the Dodgers. I think the thing I'm looking forward to most is seeing Vargas, see what he does. And um, Fernando Valenzuela's number finally getting retired. I think the Dodgers owners, Dan Caston and their group um, really listened to the fans on that one. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's definitely about time. I mean, uh, obviously, both of us are way too young to to really know, but I mean, uh, Fernando Mania was huge and massive, and it is. I'm always jealous of our mutual friend Marcelo that he was able to get a picture with uh, Fernando. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? A, a, a Ewok T-shirt, which is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's gonna be it's a great year for the Dodgers for sure. What's gonna be interesting for sure is um, what's gonna happen with Otani. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, by them not by Dodgers not signing Trey Turner and letting go of um, uh, Justin Turner and a couple other guys, um, they definitely freed up some money. That's why another reason why I think they did this one year deals. I mm-hmm. think they're gonna throw the Brinks truck at Otani. Oh, really? Okay. Um, and the, yeah, and the thing with Otani is um, he he's part of one of the only players. Who makes it in? Uh, who makes an impact economically wherever he's at? I heard. Um, I saw an article a couple years ago where when he went to to Anaheim, you had like Japanese, uh, uh, like tourism, uh, or vac- uh, uh, companies would do these packages for uh Japanese people to come to Anaheim to go to an Angels game and see Otani. And then spend the week and go to Disneyland and all the other parts in LA. So mm-hmm. he makes it. Imp- so um, they're gonna throw a lot of money at him, but he's gonna generate a lot of money. So I don't think we should be too worried with that. Oh, okay. Very interesting. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Now, like you mentioned, the the future is bright for the team, uh, and it's it's amazing and great that it's been that way for the past decade or so. Just that every year you can expect the Dodgers to be competitive um, favorites. I think again to to win the, the National League West. Uh, I don't know if they'll get to 100 wins this season again, but I mean, if they just get into like the 85 or more, I think they're still looking really, really good. Yeah, no, I think they're still looking really, really good. Um, it's kind of funny because I saw an interview with one of the Sanga Padres players, and he just talked about how um, how they look good to beat the Dodgers this season. And the Dodgers, the Dodgers always talk about the playoffs and contending and winning the division. But mm-hmm. in San Diego, all the, they spent all this money and all they could talk about is we just want to beat the Dodgers. Yeah, really? <laughs> I guess what they also so, should be saying is we hope we can fill up our stadium so it's more Padre fans than Dodger fans. But <laughs> I know, right? Especially with giving another uh, extension to Machado. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one last thing I would just mention. I mean, I, it is kind of weird that for, for the first time in a while now, there's no Turner playing for the Dodgers. And I've, I've always said just – associated the name Turner with the Dodgers because of our, our, our mutual friends, Nick and Tad and the whole Turner family loving the Dodgers. So I kind of wish we had at least one Turner on the team, but 
That's the way it yeah. goes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he'll be back. I think probably in that coaching position. There's mm-hmm. yeah, so we'll see. He'll he'll be back to LA. Yeah, very good, man. Very good. Uh anything else with the Dodgers you wanted to bring up? Uh the Dodgers, no, but F the Castros, uh the, the, the Astros and Correa and the Giants. I just want to put that out there. We hate okay. them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah man, definitely, dude. Definitely. <laughs> Very I'm feeling cool. so, spicy, man. It's all the Dodgers say. I'm feeling spicy. <laughs> awesome, man. So let's uh, shift gears just a little bit to uh, uh, comic book movie news. So uh, uh, Quantumania came out two weeks ago. Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, uh, it's kind of weird how it's like the, the critical reviews. I mean, it's one of the worst reviewed MCU movies. Like it's uh, down there <laughs> below with the Eternals, which the Eternals I didn't like. Uh, but I, I actually enjoyed Quantumania, and it seems like a good portion of the fans did, too, even though the critically it didn't do very well. And financially, it's it's actually doing pretty good, pretty decent, uh, on par with what the other Ant-Man movies did. So I was curious what you thought of Quantumania. Well, I think I think, I think think Marvel, I don't think can't lose with any Marvel movie because they just have a strong fan base and will watch anything at least once. Yeah. But for it to be criticized as like, one of the worst movies that's besides Eternals, that's a stretch. I mean, Eternals was bad. The best thing about Eternals was Salma Hayek. But um, other than that, man, Quantumania, it was pretty good. I mean, it. I think, at least for me, did a good job understanding Quantumania. And I just have a new respect for Ant-Man and his abilities, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't realize how much you can do when you're, like, the size of an ant. And also... Um, I do have to say this. Um, I think Paul Rudd made the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was good. It was okay. But my favorite part was just Paul Rudd. I mean, he's just he's just funny. And he's just he has great comedic timing. But um, I really do like. Um, I like how uh, I like Kane. What's that actor's name? Oh, uh, Jonathan Majors. Yeah. Yeah. I think he played him that role very well. I'm excited to see more of him in the future. Oh, yeah, we're definitely going to, which is cool that yeah, they take use Quantumania to really set up like the next like Thanos level threat. And then, uh, yeah, the, the, definitely don't sleep on Kang because he's, he's going to get his own uh, Avengers movie, uh, the Kang Dynasty in 2025, I think. So, yeah, so he's going to be the big bad going forward in the, the movies. And then, like you mentioned, I agree. Uh, uh, Jonathan Majors, I think, did an excellent job in the role. Uh, I'm excited to see more of his movies. In fact, you know, going back to the Dodgers um, in Creed three, where he's going to be the the guy who fights uh, Adonis Creed, uh, Michael C. Jordan's character. Yeah. In the trailers, they show him fighting at Dodger Stadium. Like, I guess they have the boxing match there, which is makes me want to see the movie even more now. <laughs> Fun, funny story. Um, do you remember the Superman before the Harry Cavill Superman's? The one right uh, before, uh, yeah, with uh, uh, Brandon Roth, yeah, yeah, yes. So I don't know who I was with. I don't know if it was with you guys or I was with my brother and our friends, but we went to see the movies. And in the movie, there's an airplane that's like crashing, and he like saves the airplane, and he lands in Dodger Stadium. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I just remember when they show him landing in Dodger Stadium. The guys in front of us <laughs> yelled, "Go Dodgers!" <laughs> and, <laughs> It was one of the funniest things I've I've ever witnessed in a movie theater. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I mean, they probably should do some more marketing. Tell tell the LA fan base, hey, uh, they're taking they're doing a boxing match at, at Dodger Stadium. Go see this movie now. <laughs> I know I would pay for parking just to go be an extra in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very cool, man. So 
yeah, that, that being said, Quantumania, I thought was good. I thought it, was, it's, it wasn't my favorite of the Ant-Man movies, but I think it's really important given what it's going to set up for, for Kang and how bad of a threat he's going to be. And I do think, feel that Luis was missing, man. I really wish they somehow spoke oh, the movie. Yeah, man, that guy, he, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know, maybe the next one. But I have a question for you. Oh, yeah, go so, ahead, John. Speaking of King Dynasty and um, and Wakanda Forever or Namor, mm-hmm. um, I just read, I don't know, do you know who Jeff Loveness is? Uh, the name sounds familiar. Anyway, because I I because I keep I keep seeing something on Twitter saying that uh Jeff Levinus like confirmed that that uh Namor's gonna be part of the King Dynasty. Oh, I I heard that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I that's uh, I guess not officially confirmed by by Marvel Studios or Disney. Of course, they they wouldn't confirm or deny that right now, anyways. But yeah, yeah my guess is he he that's what I heard that he's gonna be involved in the movie. Uh, so that should be really exciting to see him back. I mean, I, I you definitely knew Namor was going to be back in some capacity, but yeah, man, yeah, I so I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see how his story develops. Oh yeah, me too, man. Me too. Uh, anything else with uh, Ant Man or any other Marvel movies you want to bring up? Um, no, man. I think I'm good. Uh, what's the next Marvel movie coming out? The next one is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. But, oh yeah! Uh, but I think before that, we were probably going to get another Disney Plus series, the the Secret Invasion, the one with Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Yeah, they so, haven't announced when that's going to be released. But my thought, or what I heard last year, was that it was supposed to be the spring of this year, twenty twenty three. So hopefully soon. So not Marvel, but DC. I saw the Flash trailer. Oh yeah. And- did you know Michael Keaton was going to come out? Yeah, they talked about it uh, last year. In fact, uh, Eddie and I talked about it with uh, we, we did the, the Comic Con podcast we did last summer. Okay, I must have I must not remember that part, but I was surprised. I was shocked. I just it just brought me back to like being like five six years old in theater and just watching that movie. Oh yeah, I was. I didn't realize how much I like Michael Caine as Batman, but he was my first Batman. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure, man. Definitely really excited for that movie. The trailer looks fantastic. And Eddie had some high praise to say about it. I think it's one of the ones he's uh, looking forward to the most. In fact, that's actually a topic of discussion I wanted to bring up because a few weeks ago, Eddie and I got to dive into deep with the the DC film news that they announced. Uh, So I want to just get your take, too. So it's uh, it's interesting. And I know there's been kind of some fan contentions with some of the decisions they've made, like, you know, the Henry Cavill's not back as Superman. And uh, Gal Gadot's apparently in limbo. We don't know what's going to happen with her, but it looks so, like Wonder Woman 3 is canceled. So I was curious what your thoughts were with uh, the recent announcements with DC Films. Um, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it because um, they really want to compete. Not comp- They really want to put out the best product available, yeah. right? And I'm okay with them kind of put counting them for now or putting them on the back burner to just really focus on what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. Because DC, honestly, I've been, I think I'm more of a fan of DC than Marvel, mm-hmm. you know, but Marvel's just, it, they just make amazing movies and DC. I mean, you could say, Oh, that was a good story for that character, but nothing really. Wow. You know, and, um, so I'm okay with it. I know it's very controversial, but um, it's Hollywood, man. They say one thing and do something else. They do 
uh, other things. And I think they will revisit Wonder Woman for sure. I know, um, I know The Rock really wants to come back as Black Adam. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think they, I think they will. Um, whether if they're going to do the origin stories or the younger versions, like they did Batman. You know, but um, I'm okay with it because I do, I do want DC movies to be. Uh, I want them to be better. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I want. I, oh, go ahead. Son. I, I just, I just, what I really want is I hope they are able to trust the directors and the writers because um, I'm a big fan of David Ayer. Mm-hmm. And then um, I realized that the Suicide Squad movie we got is like 90% different from the movie that like he wrote and directed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I know there were fans kind of pushing for that, like they did uh, for the, the Snyder Cut for the Justice yeah. that apparently there was enough footage potentially to uh, do the air cut for, for the original Suicide Squad movie. But like, I don't think we're ever going to see that. But Yeah, I don't think I don't think so, too. But I mean, he's He's someone I would just, I mean, I would, I mean, he's won Academy Awards and has amazing movies. And I don't know why he was just very, um, why they just limited him. So that, that kind of, that kind of sucked. So I just hope they're able to do that in the future. Just kind of, you know, let the directors and writers do what, what they do best. Oh yeah. And it's, it seems like they're, that's the, the, the path that, uh, 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 James Gunn and Peter Safran, I think was his partner, the co-CEOs for DC Films are taking. Like yeah. the fact that they're going to leave uh, uh, the, uh, oh, I'm trying to blank on his name, uh, uh, Edward Cullen, uh, the vamp, uh, uh, Robert, Pattinson, oh, yeah. Robert Pattinson, Batman. They're leaving that completely its own separate thing. So they're going to continue to do their uh, their their version of that. That universe of Batman is going to be sub- completely separate from what they're doing with DC films now, which is really, really cool. Same, same yeah. thing with uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I, I'm excited. It just it just kind of said honestly. I think um the best part of the late the last DC movies for me, uh, as much as I love Batman and I love Ben Affleck's Batman look is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I I enjoyed the Wonder Woman uh, movies more. Oh, that's interesting. Very cool. Yeah. So I hope they can work it out. I mean, I know they they they've parted ways with uh, Patty Jenkins, but I mean, if they can somehow keep Gal Gadot on, I think that'd be really cool. But we'll have to just yeah. wait and see what they're gonna do. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. So I I don't really take um I don't really take what the what they say with the grain of salt. You know, when they say oh we're gonna cancel this or we're gonna go in a different direction, I still think they're just still trying to figure it out. But they did put. I think the best they could do is put things on hold so not just blowing money. On random projects. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else with uh, DC that you want to bring up? No, man. Um, oh, okay, very cool. I wanted to shift gears a little bit to uh, theme parks now. So, mm-hmm. and I, obviously, I know you're a huge fan of Disneyland. You got your annual pass, uh, and I saw you went this past weekend, right? Even with the the adverse weather we were having. Yeah. So I didn't know. I mean, the last time I've gone to Disneyland. I, I, handful of times in my life and the last time was 2009 mm-hmm. and my friend group has passes and they're always you know invite me to go and I was like well you know YOLO and I bought a pass and I didn't realize how much I enjoyed it oh yeah. um I or how much I was a fan of it I think my favorite part of Disneyland is well when I go I mostly go in the evenings after work yeah on a friday night and we'll meet up for dinners on a ride or two but i think what i just like is what i like most about it is just that um 
it's just it's just a really nice environment. Everyone's clean. Everyone's very friendly. Um, you know, the they have good food there, and you're just hanging out with good people. You know, being in good company is um like half of it. You know, and um, but I did I like going in the rain because um, like <laughs> there's like no weight. Oh. <laughs> the lines. Um, well, first of all, I like I like you know to take pictures like the photography a little bit, and yeah. I love to take pictures um of buildings that are lit up. up. I like to get the reflection on the ground in the water, mm-hmm. right? So you go to my Instagram. I just posted up some night shots that I that I took the over the weekend uh-huh. that I really enjoy. Um, so I like doing that. And second, um, like Rise Against the Resistance that ride. I mean, if you're lucky, it's 45 minutes, you know, wait. But mm-hmm. last time I waited, it took like 90 minutes. It was 15 minutes. Oh, awesome. Went, you know, and the new ride, the Mickey Minis Railway, I I went on, we went on like uh, three times and it was like 15 minutes each time. So it was, so I you get a lot done in those rainy and those little cold. I mean, as long as you're prepared, like waterproof shoes and a poncho. I mean, I think I went on a ride like six times. Uh, Friday night from like, from like six to eleven. Oh, awesome, man! Yeah, and you and you just you just it's very you just take your time, but it's fun, man. Um, I uh I didn't realize how fun uh, California Adventure is as well. The Avenger Campus is really cool. I mean, I went yesterday, mm-hmm. and um, I saw Captain America. I saw um. So uh, Loki, right? Loki, that yeah. was pretty cool. And whoever plays Loki looks a lot like Tom Hiddleston. Oh, very cool. <laughs> that was that was really cool. The Avengers Camp is cool, um, and the rides are fun. The Guards of Galaxy rides, which used to be Tower of Terror, mm-hmm. that's really fun. I recommend everybody go on there and and Critter Coaster, but do not go on the Critter Coaster like after you eat because it might, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, really, <laughs> yeah, dude. I almost had an accident there, man. <laughs> Yeah, but um, it's good, and um, yeah, they have good eats, man. And on surprisingly, the at, at DCA Disney California, they have really good vegan tacos. So, oh, cool! Yeah, it's fun, man. It's it's just fun to be in, in a place where just everyone's happy and, and you know have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, it's been really great for for my family to to go all the time. And like now that my daughter's in school, we don't want to pull her out of school, so we usually go after school. Uh, so we'll go just for a few hours, but I think just with the past, the way it works out, it's still kind of worth your, uh, your, for your money. Cause I mean, you, you, it pays for itself eventually, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's just one, the thing, it's one of those things where I didn't realize, but like on Friday night, I, I walked over, I walked like 10.2 miles, right? Like back mm-hmm. and forth the whole night, but I don't, I don't realize it cause you're just distracted and you're with people and you're doing fun things and so it's it's also a great way to you know just kind of um get some exercise too just walking around oh absolutely yeah yeah uh you know it was actually pretty cool what they're going to be introducing now i saw this news a few was it a week ago like yeah i think about a week ago or so that at the the hyperion theater which is where they do the throat frozen show they're actually going to do the full uh, avengers musical that we saw on the hawkeye show yeah 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 
Yeah, that's going to be, be really called fun. A, it's called what, uh, Rogers, I believe it's what it's Yeah, called. Rogers, the musical. Uh, uh, I Can Do This All Day is the musical number they've done. My guess is they're going to write additional musical numbers. So it won't just be just the one number they already have written. So I'm, I'm really excited to get to see that show. I think it'll be pretty fun and cool. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I'm excited for San Francisco and Baymax from Big Hero 6. Oh, I heard about that too. That's gonna be pretty cool. They're yeah, gonna... that's a pretty that's a pretty cool movie. But yeah, so yeah, we'll see, man. It's I I like Disney. It's fun. I I think what's the most fun about it is just hanging, being in good company. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, and then but keeping on with uh, uh theme parks though. So uh, Universal just finally launched the Super Nintendo Land. Uh, I desperately want to go see that. It looks really, really cool. <laughs> right. Uh, so I don't know if you have plans to go see it just yet, or you, have you heard like how it works with the, the queue or, or having to like, make reservations? Uh, every time I, I look something up, I just, it just looks like a hot mess to just oh. <laughs> go. And then it's expensive because I was thinking of doing like the VIP thing, you know, mm-hmm. but that's like 260 for the day. And it's just, I really want to enjoy it and take my time. So I think I'm going to, because I have a Disney pass and I go often. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to wait till it settles down a little bit after summer. Like when school starts back in the fall, like mm-hmm. in September, I think that's when I'll go. It should I, it'd still be busy, but it shouldn't be as crazy like it's going to be there for the summer. Because that's a big new hot thing right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've seen a few people that have gone, like posted on their uh, so, social media accounts, friends of mine. And it just looks really fantastic, really great. But like you said, yeah. I think it's probably in the best interest for for those to maybe uh, wait till it calms down a little bit. Uh, I was kind of curious, though, if it was all going to be just Mario or they, were they going to implement some of Nintendo's other characters like Zelda and, and Metroid? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I haven't looked up too much because I don't want to spoil it for myself as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I've never gone to the Harry Potter land either. Oh really? Oh, I, yeah, I, I, I thought you, that would have been top on your list, man. <laughs> I, right, but um, so yeah, I just want to go for a day and just kind of take my time with all of it. So I'm gonna wait until after summer to go there. Okay, sounds good, man. Very cool. That's a good way to play it out. Uh, I wanted to talk about some uh, uh, shows, like tele- TV shows you've been interested in watching. Like you mentioned to me, you uh, you've watched the show uh, Abbott Elementary on HBO yeah Max. man Th- that uh, show is so funny <laughs> i did check out the first episode it's pretty cool i, I like the the format of the mockumentary so, I mean, i'm a huge fan of the office i love parks and recreation so like doing that like mockumentary style show i think is really really great uh modern family is another example so what was the appeal for you for uh, abbott elementary um i just i i follow someone on twitter who always she always um reviews shows that she watches or uh just always shouts out recommendations and i trust her recommendations and she kept talking about abbott elementary and i started watching it and i was hooked it's just really it's a mockumentary it's really cool it's based in philadelphia at inner city school and um i think my favorite like storyline is like the principal and how she became principal is really hilarious i think she's her name's uh ava on the show mm-hmm. she's a comedian in real life so that explains why she has uh, amazing uh, comedic time timing, mm-hmm. but she's my favorite uh, character. But I mean, I don't want to give away too much um, mm-hmm. than what I just said. But it's it's a great show. It's very family friendly. I've heard, I uh, I've heard a few times that in like the last ten years or so, that show is the one who draws the largest live crowds or 
In other words, people watch the show when it airs. Like they don't wait till the next day to watch on Hulu. Oh, and okay. Family- okay. So it's currently on not not just on the HBO Max, but actually on HBO itself, right? No, so- no, no. Uh, I've been no. It's uh, it's an ABC. Is it ABC? Yeah, it's a, yeah ABC. I believe because it's on oh, Hulu. Oh, oh. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, okay. I, I I saw it on HBO Max. I did just the Google search through like Google TV and it, that's how they told me you could watch it on HBO Max. I didn't realize oh, that. It's an yeah. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I recommend that one for everyone. Um, the other show I watch, it's not family friendly. Uh, White Lotus on HBO. Oh, I've heard of that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that one's really good. Um, you know, like murder uh mystery drama. Um it has uh what's his name from um the second season has uh the actor from the Sopranos. Um Tony Soprano's nephew. Oh, okay. I think I know who you're talking about. Nick would be the one to ask. I know he was a big fan of the Sopranos. Yeah, that's a really good show. I think the second season's better than the first. But um, yeah, other than that, man, I just I have been watching too much TV. Um, I don't know if I shared here, but my favorite show last year was uh, Bear. Oh, you mentioned that. Yeah. 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 So that's I'm, I'm looking forward to season two and I'm looking forward to The Mandalorian. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So we'll definitely get to The Mandalorian in just a second. Uh, I, I want to throw one, one recommendation to you. I, I sent this to you in a text just a couple of days ago, but I really recommend the show Young Rock. So it's just uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, like just recounting his uh, early childhood. It kind of goes back and forth in the timeline. So it's like, you know, from his as a young kid to a teenager to his like early breaking into the the pro wrestling business. And they get other actors to play like, you know, Stone Cold and Mankind and Triple H. So you get to see more of his uh, his uh, breaking into the pro wrestling business with WWF at the time. Uh, and then you get to hear more about his family upbringing too, which is really fascinating that, you know, he comes from the wrestling family where his uh, uh, grandma was a promoter in Hawaii who had a, uh, a working relationship with Vince McMahon. So it's a comedy, but it's actually really interesting and fascinating. So if you like the rock or if you're interested in pro wrestling at all, it's actually a really fascinating behind the scenes look at the the world of pro wrestling. Oh, definitely. I, yeah, I, I love the rock. I actually read his biography. So I make, I, I wonder if any of the stories in the biography uh, are in the show. I think so. Probably wouldn't surprise me if they are because they've uh, they, they talked about some really interesting stuff. So, yeah, that's another one that's actually I didn't realize it was on a- a- NBC proper. But I guess it's on Hulu the next day. And then if you have a subscription to Peacock, you can get that on Peacock as well. But, yeah, so oh. it's one of those rare shows that, again, like you mentioned, that uh, are on network TV and not uh, uh, exclusive to like a streaming show or streaming uh, streaming uh, network. Oh, okay. I'll definitely have to check it out. Oh, very cool, man. Okay, so let's go ahead and wrap things up with uh, Mandalorian Season 3. So uh, this coming Wednesday is the big day. I know Mandalorian is really popular. A lot of fans anxiously awaiting the new show. Uh, I kind of did a, a rewatch to kind of like uh, remind myself what had happened with certain uh, things, how uh, Mandalorian Season 2 ended. And then, of course, Book of Boba Fett has uh, Mando uh, pretty uh, frequently in the show. So you kind of have to watch that to kind of get a background of what's going on with Mando and with Rogu. So what do you think you're excited to see most in the next season for, for Mando three? Um, I'm excited to see more of Bo-Katan and how that's going to play out. Um, you know, cause I know she wants a dark saber. 
Mm-hmm. But I don't think she could beat uh, Mando or kill him, you know. And he doesn't want to fight. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to see how that plays out. But I think what I I really want to see is how Grogu is going to... Um, how him and Grogu are going to bond and how he's going to grow. Because he's part of the Mandalorian clan yeah. now. But he's also a Jedi. So I really am interested to see how that's going to play out because he left he left his Jedi training. But it seems like he's starting to remember a lot of it from back in the day because he is 50 years old. Yeah. You know, Grogu. So um, I just wonder if there's if if he's going to I wonder if he's going to mm, somehow. How do you want to say it? Like be a connection for the Mandalorians and the Jedi's that are left, so that way they could um I don't know, help Mandalore um rise again. I don't know. I, I don't know the story that well of Mandalore and the Mandalorians, other than Bo Katan wants um, you know, them to come together as a people and grow again. Yeah. But uh yeah, I Grogu's role is definitely a lot bigger than um bigger than uh I think a lot of people believe. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I think it's going to be in this season that we get the answer of who uh, rescues Grogu from Order 66. They kind of give it a few hints and teases along the way, but I think that's going to be finally revealed. And like you mentioned, I mean, Grogu's starting to get his memory back. I think we're going to see him become even more powerful, which will be really exciting and cool. And maybe even more background on like the, the Yoda species, like because we know so little about it really to this point. So I think that's going to be really a fascinating aspect that they they're probably going to dive into with season three. Yeah, man, sounds good. You know, do you know if Ahsoka is going to be coming out in this by chance? Have you heard anything? Uh, I, yeah, it's what I heard about that uh, this summer or the fall, but before the end of the year, we're definitely going to get the Ahsoka show. So definitely looking forward to to that one when it when it launches on Disney Plus. Awesome, man, because she's uh after watching Rebels, she's one of my favorites. For oh sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Soka's really awesome, and I think Rosario Dawson does a great job of bringing her to life in uh, live action. So, oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. So, so this this coming Wednesday, uh, season three begins. I'm really excited for it. In fact, actually, I did just a little bit of research. Uh, someone actually fa- uh, picked the episodes from the Clone Wars that deal with Mandalore. I'm actually gonna probably post it in the description of the this episode. But I'm gonna go back and actually try and watch some of those episodes to kind of fill my myself in with more. Uh, the lore of Mandalore. As Sean mentioned, sometimes it can be a little confusing because I think technically uh, uh, Mando's in have been exiled or like he's an apostate now because he took off his helmet. But then yeah, they have, yeah. Yeah, Bo-Katan's uh, clan of uh, Mandalorians where it's perfectly fine to do that. So it's kind of like two different groups of Mandalore who are kind of, I guess, like kind of maybe going to be struggling or fighting for supremacy or who's going to be leading uh, Mandalore yeah. to rise up. Yeah, and Mando doesn't want anything to do with. He doesn't want. He doesn't want to. He just wants to be good with his people, mm-hmm. which I I guess they're very uh, religious, kind of cult like. I think it it feels like. Yeah. Um. But he, he has no qualms with Book of Ten and her people, her clan. But um, yeah, he's he's gonna find himself at a crossroads um sooner or later. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's gonna be exciting. Gonna be really cool. And there'll for sure be an episode about Mandalorian. In fact, I, I even looked at the calendar. It's going to be wrapping up right around the month of May. So as I mentioned off, off the recording with Sean, there's going to be lots of Star Wars content. I'm going to be doing this for this podcast come the month of May. So, <laughs> Yeah, man, cool. it's, good. it's going to be a good month. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was all the talking points I had tonight. Sean, did you have anything else you wanted to bring up? This was maybe a little bit different from my usual structure because it, it was kind of random with all the things we talked about. No, man, I just think, um, no, I'm just excited for the year. I mean, with Star Wars coming up, I think I told you, you know, before the podcast, I'm going to Star Wars night at uh, Disneyland. So I'm excited for that. I hope I yeah. get to meet uh, C3PO and R2D2. Very cool. Um, but Dodgers, I'm really excited. Dodgers, that, that's my jam. That's when yeah. it comes to the spring and summer. That's that's all I really care about. Yeah. <laughs> Very so, cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Thanks. Me too, man. It's going to be really good. Well, there's nothing else for tonight. Let's go ahead and uh, wrap up. But uh, Sean, thank you again for joining me on the podcast. It's always a pleasure just to sit and talk about the things we love and definitely looking forward to having you on and our other friends as well in the future for uh, future episodes. Yeah, man. Life is always a good time. And um, stay dry, man. Oh, thanks. You too, Sean. All right. So you've been listening to the the Casting for Fun podcast. Thanks, everybody.